The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right. Well, we're back with another one, uh, a special one, because usually we don't really drop on Mondays, but because we wanted to do a fight recap because there was so much controversy about Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko, we thought we would go ahead and uh, break down what we kind of thought we saw. We were both very busy uh, also on, well, during the weekend, so we couldn't quite do a post-fight live show, which we do plan on doing more of going forward, obviously, um, if work permits, right? Other work, that is. But there's a lot of controversy. Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko. A lot of shows are coming out about it today. We're dropping ours. Uh, A lot have come out since then, live shows and other shows, whatever the case may be. And a lot of people are crying robbery in favor of Vasily Lomachenko, thinking that he should have won. It was a unanimous decision by Devin Haney. We're going to talk more about it. And uh, we have some thoughts, and we won't keep you very long. We're going to try to keep this tight, and a lot of people have already talked about the subject, but we can't not talk about it. And uh, uh, th- there's some there's some things that we can get into as it pertains to the actual decision of it. So, yeah. All right, so let's get right into it. The scorecards were 115. Well, it was a unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another reason why people were very, very upset at it because it was two judges had it 115, 113, and another judge had it 116, 112. Brian, your thoughts on Devin Haney getting the unanimous decision victory over Vasily Lomachenko? Yeah, it was pretty surprising to see it go one way considering how close it was it just kind of what really bums me out is not the scorecards or anything like that one of them is a little shaky we'll get to that in a bit my main thing is and i tweeted this out i was like look i wish that the conversation coming out of this fight was how awesome it was how tactical it was just a great boxing match both ways right And it was very close. There were a lot of close rounds. I think the most honest among us should acknowledge that. But there are a lot of people who feel strongly about Vasily Lomachenko winning, Devin Haney winning. A lot of people go in with biases and come out wanting to reaffirm them. We both bet on Devin Haney and we both had this fight kind of like a draw. (laughs) You know, and I, 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 if you thought Devin Haney won, I could see that. If you thought Vasily Lomachenko won, I could see that. Like, I don't think anybody's necessarily wrong here. But for me, I think the conversation should really be about, man, this was a great fight. And instead, we're arguing about whether or not it's a robbery. And in looking at the scorecards, Dave Moretti is really the questionable one uh, because I'm looking at it right now. He had the 116-112 for Devin Haney. The other two judges had it 115-113, which, you know, once you go through the rounds, you could sort of find yourself uh, getting to that conclusion, perhaps. Some people saw 115-113 the other way. I I follow a lot of people who had it 115-113 for Lomachenko. And the thing with Dave Moretti is round 10 felt like a clear Vasily Lomachenko round, Mm -hmm. and he scored that for Devin Haney. And round six kind of felt like a Devin Haney round, which he scored for Vasily Lomachenko. So 
Mm-hmm. We, it was just a weird card. And if you look at if you look through rounds one through 12, which we can get into, but I want to hear your thoughts on this. To me, robbery is strong. Paul Williams, Eris Lara, that's a robbery. Kenichi Ogawa, Tevin Farmer, that's a robbery. Ray Marcabayo, Manny Rodriguez, that's a robbery. Roy Jones Jr. at the Olympics, that's a robbery. Uh, Tim Bradley, Manny Pacquiao, that's probably a robbery. Like, we can keep going. Manny Pacquiao, Jeff Horn, I think I think you might agree. Jack Catterall, Josh Taylor is probably more of a robbery or closer to a robbery than this. And I think a lot of people would acknowledge that Canelo Triple G probably more of a robbery than this. This wasn't a robbery. This was a fight that could have gone either way, and it just went Devin Haney's way that night. Yeah, I just think when I had it scored, and I saw the fight twice, and I scored them both times a draw. I had it 114-114. And so when I take a look at everyone screaming for robbery – I also think it was really hard to score that fight. I mean, there were some rounds where Devin Haney started off really strong and then Vasily Lomachenko would have like a flurry of combos, have some good moments. So depending on what you're looking for as a judge, are you thinking body shots are a little bit more important? Are you thinking those combos are more important? Which way are you leaning towards? So some of those rounds were really, really hard to score. I remember at one point, I I forget what round it was. I was like, Yo, I don't know how I'm going to score that round. Like, who am I going to give it to? So I could only imagine. Yeah, I could only imagine how the judges actually felt during that time. Like, which way are you going to go? So I'm not mad at people saying, "Yo, Vasily Lomachenko won," and I'm not mad at people saying that Devin Haney won. But I don't think it was a robbery because that's how close that fight was. I had it scored as a draw, and that's the way I view it. I think both it was a draw. Um, but if I had to lean one way, it would be towards Devin Haney because I think he did enough when it came to the body work as well. And so I would kind of lean to him. So I could see a 115-113 card. Also, there were a lot of rounds where he, I guess, was better throughout the entire round. But then Vasily Lomachenko would have like a crazy combo. So it just depends on how the judges were really trying to score the fight. And you kind of don't know, but I'm not mad at people saying Yo, Lomachenko won. I'm not mad at people saying Devin Haney won because that's how close this fight was. I would love to see a rematch, but I don't think Devin's going to give Lomachenko a rematch because that was way too close. Um, And Bill Haney thought it wasn't, but I thought that fight was a draw, but I really thought that it was a great fight. uh, One of the best fights this year. And when there is controversy like this, then you know it was a really, really good fight. But to say that he got robbed, I think that's a little bit extra. I think that's pushing it a little bit. I don't think... Lomachenko got robbed um, at all. Like that Paul Williams, Aris Lavi Lara fight, pure robbery. Robbery. Like that's not robbed in broad daylight type of robbery, right? This is more of it's such a close fight that if you're a fan of Loma, and here's another thing that was a heavy Loma crowd, pro Loma crowd. So mm-hmm. even when I thought Devin Haney actually landed the cleaner shots, like Lomachenko was landing shots, but I thought Devin Haney was landing more of the cleaner shots. So it just depends on how people are thinking. Cause anytime Loma would even do something a little bit, the crowd would go bananas. Right. And here's the thing is I think naturally fans in general, just from what I've seen, they don't really like Devin Haney. So automatically <laughs> he's leaning into it now too, calling himself yeah. the villain and all this shit. And I, and I can see it because automatically people are like Loma got robbed, which kind of brings me to the question, Brian. Um, obviously, you know, we saw Shakur Stevenson in the ring after, and that obviously is the route that Devin Haney is probably going to go. Shakur Stevenson's probably going to go. What are your thoughts? And personally, I'm just going to say this. If Devin Haney fights Shakur, I think Shakur Stevenson wins after that performance. And I'm going to throw one more in there. 
after what I saw against Lomachenko, because listen, he didn't fight like the Devin Haney I thought he was going to fight like. I defensively, I was like, what's going on here? It didn't use his size well, didn't use his distance well. And it didn't seem like the Devin Haney that we're kind of used to seeing. And Lomachenko kind of really broke him down, but at the same time made him fight a fight that Loma wanted to fight. That wasn't a fight that we would naturally see Devin Haney fight. And so my whole thing is, I think if Devin and Shakur were to get into the ring, I would lean towards Shakur because I also think Shakur has the edge and power. And I also think if Devin fought like that, like how he fought against Loma against Tank, I think Tank knocks him out. Like, I really, really (laughs) think Tank would win that fight. And it kind of brings me to the question, like, what are your thoughts on what happens next after this? Well, first, I want to know a couple things because there was a lot there. Um, And I agree, like, the pro-Loma crowd needs to be taken into account. It was was like watching Oscar De La Hoya in his prime in terms of, like, you remember how Oscar's crowds were – Whenever he would do anything, even if it was a shoe shine flurry, they would go crazy. Even if it was like a flurry he had against Pernell Whitaker, where Whitaker clearly dodges every punch damn near. And the crowd's going crazy and Oscar's raising up his fists like he landed all the punches when that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? And I think with Devin Haney, while I didn't love his game plan, I, I like the body work. The body work was great. And I think that really caused Lomachenko to sort of slow down in different spurts. And again, like the thing with Lomachenko is he would get busy for a little while and then he'll take 30 seconds off or whatever the case may be, or 15 seconds off or whatever. He even admitted at the end of the fight, he took round 12 off, which he should not have done. And you can't do that in this situation. And that's after two really strong Lomachenko rounds. And then looking at the judging, like all, all three, all three judges had it, had round one for Devin Haney. All three of them had round two for Lomachenko. All of them had four and five for Devin Haney. Uh, All of them had nine and 12 for Devin Haney. So basically, you're looking at five clean sweeps for Devin Haney there. And then all you got to do is find a couple other rounds. It's not really hard to do that if you're judging it that way, right? Like they weighed in the body work. They didn't let the crowd influence them. And I think with Lomachenko, like, you know, there were pockets where he could have gotten busier. But at the same time, I think Devin Haney, there were some cracks in his defense where if he fights, and to getting to your question, if he fights Javante Davis, Javante Davis will probably put his lights out. Like he 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 can't he can't he can't come with that strategy against Javante Davis to get away with it. And I think the, one of the one of the things for me that's I wouldn't say disappointing, but one of the revelations I guess you could say in the wake of this fight was Devin Haney is firmly number three at lightweight for me, and the top two conversation is between Shakur Stevenson and Javante Davis. Now Devin Haney comes with a different game plan like we've seen before and how he neutralizes guys and really leans on his defense and counters and leans on his jab and things of that nature. Although both of those guys are Southpaws. So it's going to be tough to sort of establish his jab as he tried to do in this fight. And then got away from it very quickly after maybe like two rounds. Yeah. But I think Shakur Stevenson is going to be the favorite. I think Gervonta Davis uh, would be the favorite. And we also have to see if Devin Haney one is going to stay in this weight class and actually take that Shakur Stevenson fight Two is going to remain at top rank because we don't actually know like what, What's going to happen there? There's some buzz about him potentially, um, you know, not being on ESPN long term. Maybe he goes to Jake Paul because that's some smoke that that's a rumor that's going around that Jake Paul could potentially and Jake Paul put him anywhere. Um, That'd be interesting to see if that actually happens, because Jake Paul would then be working with an undisputed champion Um, match room. He can go back there, I guess. I don't know if he would, but, you know. It, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but maybe it, maybe it does. But ultimately, I think Shakur Stevenson, if and hopefully that ha- that fight happens, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson. 
I think Shakur Stevenson has got to be the favorite. And I think Shakur Stevenson, if you look at him, like Terrence Crawford, he's just one of these dudes I actually think is still growing into his body where Devin, uh, where uh, Terrence Crawford, he got to welterweight and started knocking out people more. And I think Shakur Stevenson could sort of do that as he's growing into his body, whereas Devin Haney, I'm not quite sure he has the power as we saw in this Lomachenko fight. But ultimately, look, it was a very, very close fight. I, I don't, I, I wish boxing fans would stop like just fighting with each other over all this shit, right? Like, <laughs> like, yo, be cool, man. Like, I don't think it needs to turn into like, you know, you're not, you're not anti-black if you thought Devin Haney lost the fight. You're not anti-Ukraine if you thought Vasily Lomachenko lost the fight. Like, I think we can be cool and just talk boxing and, and revel in what a great fight this is and potentially have respectable disagreements on it. But you know, we scored over here at the mandatory. We both bet on Devin Haney to win on points. And while we won our bets, we kind of think it was a draw. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, it, it happens. You take them how you could get them. But at the same time, I see the case for Devin Haney winning. I could see a case for Lomachenko winning. But ultimately, I would like to see uh, Devin Haney versus Shakur Stevenson next. And I would like to see what's Vasily Lomachenko's next move. Is it George Cambosos or somebody like that? Like, that would be a cool fight. But it, Or, you know, does he just want to take some time off? I would understand that as well. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like I kind of mentioned earlier, like I think people just don't really like Devin Haney. Like a lot of boxing fans don't really vibe with him. And there are some big Devin Haney fans. Personally, I like I like Devin Haney. I like Shakur Stevenson. I like both those guys. But I mm -hmm. think I think it's totally unfair at this point. And a lot of people are doing this. But I think it's unfair to Devin Haney because he is the undisputed champ. Whether you thought he won or not, like Lomachenko is not someone you're just going to like outbox and roll over. Like, why did anyone think that, right? So Lomachenko has a good performance and there's a little bit of controversy on who won. But the bottom line is, even though I scored it a draw, if I had to lean one way and I watched the fight twice, I would probably lean towards Devin. So yeah, I would give him, you know, it would be seven to five and I it would be 115 to 113. Like, I would say that. But I think some people just hate Devin Haney so much that now they're like, oh, Shakur Stevenson bodies him. Tank Davis bodies him. And sure, you might think that, but that's so unfair because Shakur Stevenson has had one fight at lightweight. Yeah. He has had one fight at lightweight. What are we talking about here when Devin Haney has proved over time that he can fight in this division and he's been successful, has never been dropped before, has never been beaten before, and he's done it consistently. What are we doing here? Are we just hating on Devin Haney because we just don't like him as a boxer? Like, we're not a fan of his? Because that's what it seems. Everyone's like, oh, Shakur Steven just walks through him. Shakur's had one fight. De Devin Haney now has Lomachenko on his resume. Name one person on Shakur Stevenson's resume that is better than Lomachenko. I will wait. You're not going to find one because he's only had one fight at lightweight. So let's back off here. I will say, though, that I honestly think Tank is the best at lightweight. Right now, after everything that I've seen from Tank, because we don't actually have a big resume from Shakur at lightweight. So what are we doing? Whereas... Even though if you think Tank is, like, picking his people, he still has wins at lightweight, and he's knocking dudes out. He's having good performances. Look at what he did to Ryan Garcia. Whether you thought Ryan Garcia is a good boxer or not, Ryan Garcia is skilled, right? I mean, that was elusive. That was tactical, the way he went to his body. Like, he was reeling him in. And I think Tank Davis is the best lightweight. And until Shakur Stevenson racks up some bigger names on his resume at lightweight, I'm not putting him ahead of Devin Haney either. I think he has a lot to prove. I think he will prove it. 
because I'm not going to lie to you. If they were to get into the ring, I would lean towards Shakur Stevenson, but he need, I need to see more from him. So let's not just write off Devin Haney and be like, yo, you know, he's trash because he struggled against Lomachenko. We're saying Devin Haney isn't good because he struggled against Lomachenko. What are we doing here? And you know, and, and you know, like if you're if you're somebody who thought Lomachenko won the fight and you think Shakur Stevenson is just gonna roll over Devin Haney, you're dissing Lomachenko because you're yeah. then saying <laughs> like right, like it doesn't make a lot of sense. You're just basically saying that Shakur Stevenson will beat both of them very easily. No, but- and I think I think Loma would give Shakur Stevenson some problems too. Like that's my whole thing. Does Loma at this point? Like, because we want a rematch. Like, I want a rematch for that fight, to be honest with you, right? Um, Devin's probably not going to take it. But is there a chance, Brian, where, you know, we see Shakur Stevenson and Lomachenko fight? Whoever wins that fight fights Devin Haney. Like, is there something like that that could possibly happen? Because that fight was way too close. Like, way too close where it's like, man, we probably need a 13th round or probably 12 more. You know what I mean? Or just don't have a 12th um look odd number around i'm not going to get into that whole debate but that's a theory that i have that if boxing messes up if we had an odd number of rounds we would get fewer decisions like these uh but anyway like look i think with um if you look at the punch stats even they're like they're very close and the punch stats reflect how back and forth the fight it was there was a round it was round 11 where lomachenko outlanded devin haney 20 to 2 but listen, that's a 10-9 round. Just like other rounds you could win are 10-9 rounds. Like the way yeah. boxing is scored, just because Lomachenko ended strong and maybe won the rounds by wider margins, at the end of the day, a round is a round. That's just how a fight is scored. And as it pertains to like Shakur Stevenson and where he stands in all this, I still think he's going to open up the betting favorite against Devin Haney. But I think Devin Haney can make a couple of adjustments and he's good enough to actually surprise, I guess, really surprise good. some people. Yeah. Like th- that's the thing. You're right about the, the the criticism that he gets because even leading up to this fight, I was sensing a lot of people just like kind of wanting him to lose, right? And yeah. it's just, I, I think it's because, I don't know what it is. It, if Maybe it's his dad because guys tend to like, not really mess with dudes who have annoying fathers that are their trainers. Like a lot of people shit on Teofimo Lopez Sr. A lot of people shit on uh, Bill Haney. I don't think Bill Haney is that annoying. Like he was kind of like, I was kind of like, man, you you know that. To that us, fight was close. to us, yeah. but, to, but to like, you know, average Joe Schmo boxing fan. I, I, I hate to say it. The people that are just saying like, yo, Shakur rolls over Devin Haney and, uh, you know, Tank. I, like, I, I believe Tank beats everybody. However, um, I just think at this point, it's just hate. Like, you're just hating on him, right? You're hating that you don't like him. And th- that's what I think it is. That's what I'm seeing. Because just to say that Shakur is going to roll over him, then you're saying Shakur is going to roll over Lomachenko. I-, I don't think so. Like, I think Lomachenko still has a lot in the tank, man. And um, Bill Haney was wrong when he said that fight wasn't close. I was like, come on, Bill. Like, that was the closest fight I've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah, it's that's the other thing about it. It's one of the closest fights. So, I mean, look, a, a bunch of you already let us know what you think. But uh, continue to do so. Do it on this video. We'll, we'll have this out on Monday. And uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure there'll be people disagreeing. But I will ask that, you know, don't be a dick about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, We're just, be, resp- be respectful. Yeah, 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 like, you know yeah. what I mean? If, if, you, if you're not being a dick about it, we'll reply. We'll have some good back and forth, whatever the case may be. But if you're a dick, go take that shit somewhere else. Yeah, there's other um, platforms where you can totally be a dick 24-7. And, the, and they'll let you do it. And in fact, there's more people like you on that channel. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's so unfair to Devin Haney. He just beat Lomachenko. Nobody, not a lot of people do have Loma on their, you know, resume. Teofimo Lopez does. Um, 
But other than, you know, just saying that Shakur and Tank are going to, like, just body Devin, no. I think it's totally unfair. That, and, Shakur, Shakur and Devin Haney is another 50-50 fight. If, yeah. Je, if Javante Davis fought Shakur Stevenson, that'd be another 50-50 fight. Javante Davis fought Devin Haney, it's probably a 55-45 fight. <laughs> but Javante <laughs> Davis would be the favorite, but... You know I, what? Like I, all I, of these guys I'm saying, are very I'm saying for Shakur, I'm saying Shakur and Tank. I think that's a you know, I think that's a 55-45 fight. Like people are sure. forgetting what Tank has done in this division. Like we haven't seen Shakur do a lot in this division. What are we like? Why? Why are we doing this? Like Tank, I think Tank and Devin are one and two. And whether and after this performance, whether you want to be like, whoa, like Devin just beat Lomachenko. Whether you you know the scorecard said it. Who cares? They, no. they said it. They said Devin beat Loma. So that's what it is, unfortunately. Whatever you think, right? Because I thought Triple G beat Canelo. And like, like, listen, that's not what it says on Canelo's record, right? So it is what it is. The only thing I'm saying is, man, Tank, people are sleeping on Tank. Like, people are saying, you know, Shakur is just going to wipe out the division, clean it out. Tank's there. <laughs> like, it's, Tank it's, is it's, there. Like, I'm, you know, and you know what? And Brian, you know this. I wasn't always, like, this big going hard for Tank. I, I wasn't like that. But just from what I've seen from Tank, man, it's hard to hate on the guy and not say that he's the best at lightweight. You know what it is, too? It's like people have to understand this is not just – this is not like a guy who's going to just wait for his shot a la Deontay Wilder and just knock you out at some point. He'll find it, but he's also going to outbox you in the process. He's still like, like you can get a couple rounds off of him like Hector Garcia did. You can get a couple rounds off him like others have in the past – and shit, you might even push him to the cards like Isaac Cruz did if he's hurt. But Javante Davis is And he very... still beat Isaac Cruz. Like, that wasn't yeah. an easy fight. That was like... a 7-5 seven, seven, fight to me. It was close. But I, I think if he was not healthy, I mean, if he actually was healthy, then you're probably talking about a different fight. But I think Javante Davis, um, he he's the guy I want to see get in this mix and them make that happen promos- promotionally. If, uh, if, if Shakur Stevenson is going to, in fact, fight Devin Haney next, then great, uh, the, the Javante Davis should have a big fight in the meantime and yes. then fight the winner of that fight. Or if you actually do do the Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko rematch, why not have Javante Davis fight Shakur Stevenson? Then? He has a title. Love it. Shakur Stevenson is ranked. Like, let's just do it. Like, and then the winners fight each other. And, and yeah. then the winners fight each other. And the winners uh, but, fight each other. Boxing yeah. needs more tournaments, in my opinion. But that's just another story for me. I, I agree. But by the way, if you like the video, if you like the content, uh, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Follow us at the Mandatory TKO. We got some heat coming this week. Before we get to that, Brian, I'm going to let you introduce this one because you <laughs> sent it to me. And I know you got a lot to say. Sent me like two voice notes right away. Um, you know, I, I, no, you were feeling you're... it. You were feeling it. So I want you to announce it. And we're going to we're going to move from the lightweight division to the super lightweight division because a fight has been announced. You're hyping it up. Um, but, a fight uh, has been announced, you guys. OK, so look, last week we talked about how Regis Progray, Arnold Barbosa, how much we wanted to see that fight and how they kind of need each other at this point in, in each other's career, because Regis Progray needs like a really like high level, high level challenger in his division. And Arnold Barbosa needs a title shot because he's kind of deserved it. At this point, but nope, Regis Progray will be fighting against Danielito Zoria on June 17th in place of Liam Paro. Uh, he will be defending his WBC super lightweight title there. And well, I mean, I, we there's a lot we can say, but I actually want to get to the bottom of like, okay, was there was there an offer? Who pulled out? Whatever the case may be, because something happened. They were talking to each other on on Instagram. They being Arno Barbosa and Regis Progray. We've had them both on the show. 
Uh, we'll reach back out, see if we can get some sort of comment uh, on what fell through or whether or not there was actually a negotiation if it got to that point. But Daniel Lito Zoria is somebody who lost to Arno Barbosa last year, was pretty competitive in that fight, but clearly lost. Barbosa, um, yeah, Barbosa beat him, and you you knew that he beat him. Like, that was an easy fight for Barbosa, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, Going into it, though, people were doubting it, but yeah. Yeah, Barbosa. A lot of people doubt Barbosa, and he's he's still undefeated, so it is what it is. But ultimately, I would have much, much rather have seen that fight. This fight is, uh, you know, it's fine. I think Regis Prograde is going to have a nice homecoming fight, win by knockout, move on to a bigger challenge later this year. Be it Jack Catterall, potentially Subriel Matias, which I would love. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they circle back to Arno Barbosa at some point. I don't know. But, you know, a lot of the best 140 guys are at top rank right now. The best one is at matchroom right now uh, in Regis Prograde. And Subriel Matias is sort of lurking in the shadows. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Hope so. Hope so. Right? So we, we'll see what happens. But ultimately, you know, it's fine. Um, shout out to Danielito Zaria, um, fellow Puerto Rican. But... Not really, uh, not really, you know, super, super excited for this other than to see Regis Prograde again, because always want to see Regis Prograde fight. Think he's going to put on a show. It'll be great to see him in New Orleans again, but I want to see what happens next more so because I feel like a bigger fight. This is a prelude to a bigger fight afterwards. I think so. And I think it's um, a prelude to Regis fighting Jack Catterall, which is fine. Right. Or Subriel if he signs with Matchroom. I think that's realistic. If Subriel yeah. signs with Matchroom, that's a massive fight. That's a blockbuster fight, and hopefully it happens. Especially now, for the nerds. When I take a look at this fight, I'm like, Zaria is actually like, he's a good matchup. I'm actually more excited for this than Liam Paro. I'll give it that much. I'm going to be honest with you. That's um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm sleeping on Liam Paro. I'm not. I just think, you know, we've, we're more used to seeing Zaria, and we know that he can give some good rounds. However, this is not the fight that I wanted. I wanted Regis Progre and Arnold Barbosa Jr. Because, <laughs> listen, Regis should be fighting the biggest names right now, right? Because he deserves to be on that platform where he's fighting these dudes. Because, like we've mentioned on the show, whether you agree with it or not, I know some people are going to lean towards uh, they their boy Josh Taylor because there's a lot of Josh Taylor fans. There are a lot of European fans, but I'm just saying. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> lean towards Josh Taylor. However... I think here in the States consensus, a lot of us would ride with Regis to be the best. And I would agree with that. Like, I think Regis is the best 140 pounder. However, I think to be the best, you also got to fight the best. So let's see these fights, right? Like he, he tried, he tried to get Jose Ramirez, you know, he, but in, he, in fairness. He, he did. He, he definitely did. So here, here's what I would like to see. I would like to see Regis fight Zaria because it's going to happen either way. <laughs> and then he's going to fight Jack Catterall or Subriel Matias, right? So that's a pathway he could go. Or Arno Barbosa if they could actually make that happen. I don't think that's fight, I, I, that, that fight's going to happen now. After Catterall's all probably more likely. Yeah. yeah, because I'm pretty sure what happened is, because the argument was is Arnold wanted a good number. And I don't think it was the camp thing because Arnold said on his video, like, yo, you want you me to be ready fight. in three weeks? He's training every day. Like this dude, like if you look on his Instagram, he's like running at five in the morning. Arnold don't even got a fight. Like he's just staying ready right now, so he doesn't have to get ready. You know what I mean? And uh, the best thing about that is, why don't we put him and Jose Ramirez together? The winner gets that's what I the want. winner of Josh Taylor and Teofimo Lopez. Like that's at this point, and that's a big fight. Like you know, Jose Ramirez, Arnold Barbosa, both Cali dudes. They could do it uh, at the StubHub Center outside. Like that's a that's a fight I would go to. That's a fight that I'd be like, yo, I'm going to this fight. 
um, just because the vibes of it would be dope. And you're seeing two guys that are actually friends outside of boxing. Arnold said he's cool with Jose Ramirez. So top rank, make that fight happen. And they get the winner of Josh Taylor and Tiafima Lopez, and everyone's happy, right? Everyone's kind of happy. I mean, we want to see Regis get those fights. And if Subriel gets there, then we're even more happy. But this is something that I could be okay with because I think Arnold deserves a shot. And if he's not going to get it against Regis, which I think is a really good fight, then put him against Jose Ramirez. Cause like, I know Jose Ramirez wants that rematch against Josh Taylor. Yeah. And, and this is, this is exactly what we talked about last week where I was saying like, you could even make a tournament out of it where you just have Teofimo Lopez, Josh Taylor, winner of that fights, the winner of Jose Ramirez and Arno Barbosa. And you could even set up a little matchroom tournament where you have Regis and Jack Catter or Regis and I guess Danielito Zria. Now Jack Catterall has a, a fight coming up. Assuming he wins that in his comeback fight, Regis fights Jack Catterall. You could figure out how to get Subriel Matias in the mix. Like you have all the mm-hmm. top 140 pounders fighting each other. Roly Romero has a title, even though he shouldn't. Uh, I guess he'll fight at some point. Um, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll 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 figure out what he's going to do next. But I kind of don't give a shit because I don't think he's he earned that world title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he looked like he was going to lose to Is- Ismail, but also, but I mean, I, I just I don't I don't get it. But yeah, I think. I think Regis Progray, um, he'll win this fight. He'll win yeah. it. You know, he'll we'll maybe we'll do some betting on it and he'll knock him out at some point. And um or, or maybe not, maybe take it to the cars, but he'll he'll absolutely No, I think Regis fight. is knocking him out. Like <laughs> probably he, yeah. it's 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 at home in New Orleans, and maybe that's why he wanted this fight too. Like he knows he's gonna knock him out. And I he's gonna knock out Zaria for sure. Um, I don't know if we need to do betting for that, but we will because like we do betting here on the show. Uh, we'll set you up with a good parlay that weekend, I guess. Um, but I do want to mention one final thought going into this, uh, Brian, before we take off, because we said we were only going to do 15 minutes and we did a half. Yeah, I know. And, and then you went on a couple rants and sh- I knew this was going to happen. Because, like, you were listen, like, yo, 10 know- to 15. And then once we get you going and then that's it. You know, well, you know, I was I was try- I was trying to defend Devin for a bit, you know, because I think people are I think people are disrespecting <laughs> him a little bit. And I think it's a little bit unfair. However, um, you know, I just want to say for this Arnold fight, though, um, you know, I hope they make Arnold and Jose Ramirez, because I think that's another big fight for boxing fans. And I think Arnold deserves a shot as well. And at, here's the thing. Let's just say because there's there's so many ways this could go. Right. Arnold and Jose could fight. Let's say Jose wins. Let's say Josh Taylor beats Teofimo Lopez. We got Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez rematch. Or let's say Arnold Barbosa beats Jose Ramirez and Teofimo Lopez beats Josh Taylor. We know that Arnold Barbosa Jr. and Teofimo Lopez have been trying to fight each other. Like, those are two really, really good well, fights. according to Arnold Barbosa, he's been trying to fight Teofimo Lopez. Not so sure about the other way around. Yeah, well, you know, we'll have to find that <laughs> out. Teofimo Lopez is also saying, in fairness, he's also saying that he's he's not he's not long for top rank. Is basically yeah. what he's saying, in other words. So we'll see if that's actually true. Um, Could you imagine, though, if Teo goes to match room and, like, Regis has Teofimo Lopez there? Could you imagine? Mm, I don't know if that's a fight that Teofimo Lopez wants, but I know, you know, that's a fight Regis would definitely take. And I here's the thing, like, people are like, I don't think Teo would want to do that. Teo's gotten to, into the ring with everybody, though. Like, he has a good resume. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has he a good took, resume. Took, look, he got Sandor Martin. Tougher who, was fighting. A, who was a tougher fight than Jose Pedraza, who we both really like up here. Like Jose Pedraza yeah. is an incredible challenger, former champion, multiple time world champion. But when Sandor Martin was announced as the replacement, I was like, yo, this is a stylistically tougher fight. And and I, even to- <laughs> I even toyed with the idea of him losing on the cars, which he almost did. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think so. that was, that was, an, that was another one where people were screaming robbery um, for Sandra Martin. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I originally thought it was a draw and then I was leaning towards Sandra Martin. I actually saw the fight again and I thought Teofimo Lopez won. He won by a round. I had him um, by one point because yeah. he did get knocked down in that fight. Yeah. Um. So I had him by one point. But regardless, like, look, Regis Progre versus Sandor Martin, I would have been fine with that coming off the tail of Lopez Lopez. That's a tougher fight. I would love that fight. But, um. But know. yeah, this is what we got. But here at the mandatory, we want to know your thoughts. How do you feel about Regis's new opponent? Are you happy about it? Are you going to have a party for it? Let us know. Drop some comments below. Also follow us at the mandatory TKO. Subscribe to our show. If you're listening to this on the audio side, please leave a rate and review. Hit that five star real quick. And uh, thanks so much for rocking with us. We'll be back with some more heat actually drop in this week, tomorrow, probably. Right, Brian? Yes, we have a, we have an interview coming out. If you follow us on Instagram, you, you know, what's coming. And, uh, we're very excited about this guest. We'll leave it at that. They have a fight coming up, a big fight coming up. And uh, yeah, we're very excited to talk to this person who I won't. A legend. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. A former world champion also, actually. Not a, yeah, not a, a legend in the game. Also has been in the octagon. Okay, I don't want to give, give away too much. I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> All right, uh, but make sure to follow us. Uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Make sure to drop some comments and uh, yeah, let us know how you feel about everything that we talked about. And be cool, man. Don't fucking, don't be out here saying reckless ass shit in the comments. You know what I'm saying? Just tranquilo, man. Chill. Yeah. All right. We out.